This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Everyone's got a dream, but it can feel scary or intimidating to know where to even start in achieving it, especially if you've got a really big dream. So how do you take the first step? I have Xander Sprague on the line. He's the author of Epic Begins with One Step Forward, How to Plan, Achieve and Enjoy the Journey. And we'll be discussing that and more today. Hi, Christine. Thank you so much. Well, my name, as you said, my name is Xander Sprague. I'm a... uh, speaker and author, uh, also personal coach. And I'm really on a mission to help people um, make epic choices to have an epic life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I, I, I get so excited about this because I think there's so many things that we think of doing, epic things that we want to do. And yet, for some reason, we're not doing them. And I'm like, why? Was there a personal experience of yours that led you to writing this book? Uh, yeah, interesting enough, there was. Um, I, uh, I have my master's in mental health counseling, and I'm also a licensed professional cl- clinical counselor here in California. And um, in order to get that, I had to have 3,000 hours of internship. So I finished up my internship hours in February of 2020. I was all excited. I was going to take the licensing exam. I was going to go out and I was going to speak. And by March, I was in my apartment and couldn't do any of those things. So (laughs) I kind of... Uh, I, you know, I kind of had to reset what I was doing and how, you know, and how I was doing it. And as I was sort of sitting there contemplating all of this, I kind of had this epiphany that there's so many things in my life that I've done that are, are truly epic. And each one of those started with just one step. I think all too often, whether you're an entrepreneur and you want to, you know, go out on your own and launch your own business, there are certainly lots of steps and lots of big things that have to happen. But the fact of the matter is you have to take one step forward in order to begin that journey. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm so excited to talk to you about this journey today. Um, So I guess let's start with the first step, right? I mean, I think it's the both the easiest and the scariest thing for a lot of people. So tell me about that. How do you actually begin to take that first step into whatever your uh, goal or dream is? Well, you know, I think, Christine, there's a couple of things that are really essential. And first of all, create some structure for yourself. Structure is so important. And I think uh, perhaps as we get older, we forget that structure actually makes most of us feel really, really comfortable. Um, so it, so if we create structure and we say, all right, here's where I want to get to, and, we, and then we work our way backwards and say, here are the steps I think that I need to take in order to get there. Well, now it's kind of like a recipe, mm-hmm. right? If you've ever baked cookies or a cake or something, you don't, instantly know how to do it, but you look at a recipe and you start with flour or eggs or whatever. And I think that's kind of how that first step happens. And then you go, well, you take that first step and go, well, gee, that wasn't too hard. I, let's say I, 
I decided on a name for my business. All right. Well, that, gee, that wasn't too hard. What's mm-hmm. my next step? Right. And then, and then it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, with that as well, right? I mean, it sounds a bit silly, but for example, with your analogy of uh, the recipe, right? What if you don't even know what you want to bake? Like, what if you don't even know what is the first step? So let's say, for example, with the business, right? And there's so many potential first steps you could take. There's like finding a name for it or there's um, maybe making a prototype of a product or there's setting up a social media page. You know, I mean, where how do you choose which first step works for you? As entrepreneurs, I think oftentimes we feel like we operate in a vacuum. But the fact of the matter is we we shouldn't. So that's where you start sharing what your ideas are with your friends and family. Because inevitably, you go, gee, um, let's say I need to build a prototype, but I don't know how to do that. Somebody probably knows how to do it or knows someone who does. And now you, you just ask for help, right? You shouldn't do this all on your own. Um, I, I know I am incredibly guilty in the last 20 years as an entrepreneur of spending hours trying to solve a problem. And then I think, oh, I need to ask a question of someone. And someone else has the answer in like five minutes. And I think all those hours that I could have had that answer, you know, to, to you know, someone else probably knows that answer. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, one thing is what I like to tell people is that for me, what EPIC stands for is every pilgrimage involves commitment. Mm. And I think whatever your EPIC dream is, okay, and I'm really not here to define what someone else's EPIC is. Um, it, it could be starting your own business. It could be building something. It could be traveling to a country you've always wanted to go to, learning a language, whatever it may be. There is commitment. And as an entrepreneur, we have to be committed to our dream. Mm. So, um, and it is a pilgrimage. I mean, if you think about it, um, it, you're on this this journey and there are going to be some detours along the way. Stuff isn't going to go exactly as you thought it was going to go. I don't know. There might be a global pandemic that kind of. (laughs) Yeah, messes things up for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and not only for you, but for everyone else. And mm-hmm. no one knows, no one knows what to do. You know, I mean, I'm sure I am not the only person who was sitting in wherever they lived or worked or whatever. And it's like, I, gosh, I have no idea how to do what I need to do because mm-hmm. I can't do it the way I knew how to do it. So, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I think you touched upon a couple of interesting points there. Uh, first of all, that the journey is not a solo journey, right? Like, no matter what it is, I think people, um, there's a sort of narrative of like, oh, you're self-made and you've done it all by yourself. But actually, it's not all by yourself. You will need support from either like friends or family or the business community around you or a mentor or, you know, someone, right? There's no way you can get anything off the ground completely by yourself. You, you can't and nor should you, right? Um, I was... Uh, I've run marathons in my life. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that in covering that distance when it was race day, 
yes, I was the one who covered that di- that distance, but there were people who were at the water stations who had water. There were people cheering me, people who didn't even know me but called my name out because I had my name on my on my shirt, and that was really helpful, right? Mm. I didn't I, I didn't finish that marathon on my own. There were a lot of people and a lot of support that got me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an entrepreneur, you're right. There's mentors, there's friends and family who, who are there um, to, to help you. And, you know, you know, one thing that, that I want to share for all of the entrepreneurs out there is that there are two words that are so very helpful mm-hmm. when you're on your epic journey. Not yet. So, so much optimism. Have you finished your book? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't if you say no, it just sort of ends it, right? Right. If we use your prototype, do you have your prototype? No. Mm. It kind of ends it, but not yet. Yeah, opens right? it up to like the possibility, right? It's happening. Yeah, it may not be today, but it's happening. There's that possibility. Mm-hmm. Have you done this? Not yet. I'm working on it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think just from a psychological standpoint, we're we're always evolving. Mm. So not we're in a constant state of not yet. Yeah. Exactly. And I think also, you know, tying in your other point as well about commitment, right? Because I think that's the other um, scary thing about starting any sort of uh, a, a dream or journey to a dream or a goal is that moment where you're like, okay, I'm all in on this, you know? Um, and uh, I mean, say, for example, right, you're going to start a business. I think the moment you start to make a, com- a full-time commitment to something, there's going to be an element of risk, right? So, I mean, talk to me about that and getting over that sort of hurdle. So, for example, with the business, it could be when you actually put aside the money that you've saved for the first time to actually spend it and start the business, right? Or, you know, like it's quite terrifying to do that, right? It absolutely is terrifying. But I've I, I'm, my personal experience has been that it is – actually a lot easier to do something 100% than 95%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're fully committed to it and say, uh, here is where I'm going, right? And we are going, we are, there are going to be failures along the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm not here to just say it's all always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. It isn't. There's, there's stuff that you try that doesn't work. There's, um, you know, you, you go down one path and think that this is the market that 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 is for you. And as you are fully committed to it, then you find out that, wow, maybe that isn't. Mm. But if we remain flexible to that, there isn't just one path. Route, yeah. One path, one route mm-hmm. to get to our destination. You know, sometimes that unexpected detour it turns out to be awesome. Yeah. And we, and we discover so much more and we're so much happier. I guess it's part of that commitment is committing yourself to the detours, right? It's not just the goal itself. Well, yeah. And it's it's understanding that you're not going, you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. Yeah, we all want to get it right as as often as we can and as much as we can, but it's simply not going to happen. I had a really clear vision of what I was going to do. 
And if I use my marathon analogy, I was up mile 26. I only had 0.2 to go. I just needed to take that licensing exam. And I was not able to do that. Mm. I did eventually get to do it, but I couldn't do it when I thought I was going to do it. So kind of, uh, hey, here's this detour. What am I going to do? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and, and another, just another thing that's, I think, really important, it's what I, I, I talk about it in my book. It's called the 97-3 rule. Yes. And what that is, is, you know, 97% of our day is, is actually good. Mm-hmm. And up to 3% is maybe not as good. But for some reason, we all seem to focus on the 3% and ignore the 97 Mm. And when I was doing my internship, I was working um, with middle school and high school students. And a lot of them were having academic problems. And, and I asked them, I said, what would you do? What's your least favorite subject? And a lot of them, they, math was a challenge. So I said, what would you do if you got a 97 on your next test? Oh, my gosh, I'd be so excited. I, I'd be telling everyone that would be fantastic. I'm like, would you be complaining about the three points you didn't get? Hmm. And they're like, no, are you kidding? I got a 97. That's so great. So I got thinking, I'm like, why are we ignoring all these really great things that happen yeah. in our day mm-hmm. and in the successes that we are having in our business? Yes, it's not ignoring the stuff that doesn't go right, but keep it in perspective. Yeah. You know, absolutely. nine things went really well today, but that phone call I was supposed to have, that person didn't show up. How was your day at work? Oh, it was terrible. This person <laughs> didn't show up for this phone call. Right. And yet, and yet you about, had all this other success. Yeah, it's just about, I guess, reframing uh, your perspective of the journey or, or your day, right? It's just about focusing on all the stuff that went right uh, instead of focusing on all on the small stuff that went wrong or like the few things that went wrong, I suppose. Um, it is time, yeah. however, for a short break for some messages. Uh, after that, I will continue speaking to Xander Sprague, uh, the author of Epic Begins with One Step Forward here on Raise Your Game. You're listening to BFM 89.9. Begin Free Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. your game. I'm Christine Wong and on the line with me today is Xander Sprague. He's the author of Epic Begins with One Step Forward, How to Plan, Achieve and Enjoy the Journey and we're discussing that today. Uh, so before the break, we talked a little bit about what Epic stands for and sort of how to take that first step and also the 97-3 rule, which is basically that don't focus on the 3% of stuff that goes wrong. Focus on the 97% of stuff that goes right. Um, and that's, you know, pretty empowering to have as a mindset. Uh, and now what I would like to do with you, Xander, is to take a look at, um, you know, shifting a bit from your own personal goals to how you can maybe apply uh, the epic mindset or this, um, you know, framework to the workplace in general, right? So first of all, um, as you mentioned, you know, we've all been hit by the pandemic. We've all been uh, forced to change the way that we look at things, forced to change the way that we work. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about how we can be epic at work, even if, let's say, we're in a hybrid or remote situation. Well, you know, that's a great question because certainly lots of people are in the hybrid or the mm-hmm. remote situation. And I think you need to double down on being proactive about connecting with other people. 
there is something to be said about that psychological boost of connecting with people and, and um, not just in meetings, right? Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you've ever worked in an office, you know that, that although you're working hard, you're not like 100% of the time working. And there's time where uh, I might come over to your desk because I, I need to discuss something. And maybe we talk about the weekend or we talk about something that's not 100% work. And that's okay because you're building those, those social connections that allow you as a team, team member to sort of say, oh, I, I feel like more connected. And it is much harder as we're on Zoom or, you know, mm-hmm. Google meeting or whatever virtual meeting to feel that. So I think if, if you are a little more, more proactive and perhaps you say, hey, let's have a uh, virtual um, get together and let's have lunch. Everyone just bring your lunch. Let's talk about whatever we can, you know, mm-hmm complain about the project that, 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 that we're doing or whatever. And if you're an entrepreneur, you know, talking to other entrepreneurs can be really like, can make you feel so much better. And it's so, so much, yeah, I mean, so you're, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, that goes uh, back again to what we were talking about before the break, which is that no journey is a solo journey, right? And that feeling of being able to reach out to other people and connect with them and, uh, empathize with them, you know, or uh, sympathize with the struggles or even just uh, all together complain about the same problem, right? Even that, it can be really helpful. Like it can really, you know, even like you said, you know, it can reframe, uh, you know, that perspective. And even let's say, for example, you know, you are feeling really down and you're really focusing on all the negative stuff that's been happening. Well, talking to other people and talking to uh, and connecting with other people could maybe help you with that 97-3 rule as well, right? To get people to help you focus on all the stuff that's going right at the moment. Absolutely. And, and, and also to have those, those people who become your cheerleaders, mm. who, who when you are having the bad day or the bad week, the bad month, right? Stuff just isn't going right. They're there to go, hey – uh, you still got it. You're, you're, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, to validate, there's something to be said for, for having your feelings and your experiences validated. And, you know, in this hybrid environment that doesn't happen as easily. So I think really the message here is try and be more proactive. If you're a manager uh, or, you know, in, in executive and you're listening, mm-hmm. Understand that you need to reach out and create, help to create that epic environment in the workplace for your employees to feel connected. Mm. And some things are going to work, some things aren't because some things just don't work virtually, but others that you'll, you'll, you'll kind of, again, Stuff's going to, some work, some doesn't, and ask for feedback. Hey, how did people really feel about the virtual lunch? Mm. Uh, That was good. Eh, It wasn't so good, Uh, you know. Yeah. um, All right, what can we do to to connect people? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm a highly social person. I I can tell you COVID – been challenging because I haven't had those social 
outlets. Mm -hmm. And so I got really proactive about setting them up for myself. And actually, you found it to be really rewarding to, to create new communities. Absolutely. And I think that's really important. And, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about today is also this idea that, you know, okay, this is how you uh, go on your own uh, epic journey. This is how you achieve your own goals. But how do you, I guess, extend that to other people? Because, you know, you're not the only person who's going on this journey or this pilgrimage. You know, everyone else has a goal and a dream that they would like to accomplish. So I guess for leaders especially, right, or for people who are in that position, how do you help um, the people in your team? Or how do you even recognize and discover uh, the epic within your team as well and help them on their pilgrimage? I think some of it has to do with some self-disclosure, mm-hmm. meaning um, people feel more comfortable if you've shared something. So, for example, if I say I always dreamed of, of running a marathon, but I never knew how I was going to do it. And so here's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Christine, what's something that you've always wanted to do? You think about, you dream about doing, but you haven't done, right? And mm-hmm. that kind of that inviting of uh, of that. But I think some of that comes from, as I said, that self-disclosure of share something, say, I really, you know, I want to do this and I haven't done it yet. You know, uh, I mean, I love flying. I would love to get my pilot's license. I'm not doing anything to go get my pilot's license. Not right yet. Now, but that's, that's a not yet. It's mm-hmm. definitely a not yet. And I may, ne- I, may, I may never achieve that, but it's still a my not yet. Right. And I think um, as, as a leader, you know, to share the not yet. You know, not yet. I haven't, I, I wanted to achieve this, but I haven't done it yet. But showing that, that not, it's a failure, but it's just not yet. Mm. Um, I think that that's, that's how that, that connection happens. Um, I think explaining what Epic is and getting curious and saying, how can we support what you want to do? Um, I've worked in many companies large and small um some were really great about like oh you wow you really seem to have even though your job has nothing to do with presentations you seem to really light up when you get to do a presentation how can we get that how can we encourage you to do that more right Mm. well again sometimes the, the you know where where you end up is not where you started but boy, you're so much happier because someone said, I see that you get really happy when you talk about this. Mm. How can we figure that? How can we figure out how to tap into that more? Excellent. Excellent. I think my final question for you, Xander, is, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about the power of not yet, right? As opposed to no, uh, where it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, where you're not completely shutting down the possibility of anything uh, progressing with that. But in a way, how do you turn the not yet into like you're actually working on it and uh, making it something uh, feasible and real. Again, I, I think that's where where um, structure yeah. comes in. Mm-hmm. Where where if we're um, creating, if we sit down and we think about how how do I think I want to get here, and right. I will completely own that I don't know all the steps I need to take, but yeah. I know where I I know where I want to. 
where I want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the same way that if you go on a trip or something, you're like, I know I'm traveling to s- such and such a place, but you don't know how that whole trip is going to go. Right. What the, what the good and the bad, but that doesn't stop you from, from going on the, uh, on the journey anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I think, but creating the structure, um, again, I think people feel so much more comfortable when there's predictability, when we know, right. Yeah. I, I, I sit there and say, if you're, if you're driving to the store, the supermarket or something, we know you're not really stressed about driving to the store because you know how to get there. You don't really, there's not a lot of brain power that goes into that. Mm -hmm. But imagine if you just got in your car and started taking lefts and rights and straights and whatever and hoped that you got to the store. Right. You might be a little more stressed. You're kind of giving yourself like a GPS for your own goals essentially, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And understand that, that... you may not have all of the directions, but you at least know. I, I, I think I want to start off. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure this, this is direction. yeah in this rough direction or this rough purview of or it's in this corner of the city. So I'm gonna roughly try to make my way there. And you know, sometimes I'll take a wrong turn, but that's okay. I'll just turn back and see what else I can do. Um, exactly. I think, I think that's all really fantastic, and I think you know, especially um, this idea of focusing on that 97% is really, really amazing. But unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of today's conversation. Thank you so much, Zada, for talking to me about Epic today and uh, how to to uh, plan, achieve, and enjoy the journey. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Everyone have an epic day. I'm Christine Wong. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I've been speaking to Xander Sprague, the author of Epic Begins with One Step Forward today on the show. If you've missed any of today's show, you can go ahead and download our app. Our app is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play, and you can find our podcasts there. You can also find our podcast on our website, bfm.my, to listen to and to download as well. This is BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.